Player 2, this is Player 1. Plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2. Plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. episode 140 of the Plug Play Podcast, Fuck the Fireflies, and alongside me as always is Tim. Fuck the minions. If you can't tell why I'm saying fuck the flyer, fuck the fireflies, you guys gotta head over to youtube.com forward slash plug play gamer. There's really only four standing between you and the government. Fuck you, you're killing Ellie, you're an asshole. Yeah. Can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. <laughs> What have you been up to this week? Uh, besides killing small prepubescent girls, uh, not too much. That's what I told the cop today. Was underneath that. Yeah, you did. God, dick. Um, he's this gal threw me right under the bus. Apparently, so <laughs> not a lot going on other than work. Um, we're kind of doing spring cleaning still. I uh, we've been painting my son's room. Yeah, and. He looked like he was having pretty fun. Yes. With his kitty cat pillow and jumping around painting. He, yes, he is taking ownership of his room, which is good. Um, is he actually going to sleep in it finally? Once he gets the TV, which we don't have yet. <laughs> once I have the TV, I'll sleep in my room until then. I think that'll be the determining factor. Okay. Um, I forgot to tell you earlier, I made a run to the dump with all the stuff in the garage. Oh, Jesus. Um, so we lost 280 pounds that way. Holy shit. Mostly. What the fuck was in there? Just random junk from spring cleaning. Um, made a run to Goodwill first, so I don't know how many pounds we lost there, but the garage was getting all full of stuff again. Yeah. And I got sick of it. So yeah, that's gone. And since the garage was nice and empty, we had the repairman come over that was paid for by our um, kind of home warranty insurance thing we have. So my garage door works again. It hasn't been working for about the last three months. Huh. And tomorrow, I've got a guy coming over to fix my freezer, because when you open the bottom drawer that the freezer is in, it doesn't seal all the way, and you get a layer of frost on everything, which sucks. Nice. Not really. Um, Frosty the snowman approves. Yeah, but who wants frosty peas, or chicken breasts, or... Frosty breasts? Frosty breasts. Um, I'm distracted now. By the frosty breasts? Yeah. So... That's it, really. Just stuff like that. Stuff around home. Home projects. Huh. Got some gaming time, though, which we'll Sweet. talk about later. But what have you been up to? Um, other than school, um, I went and checked out CECOM this weekend. That stands for what? Clackamas Communication... Nope. Clackamas County. I can't remember the other two. Do you remember? Is it Operations? Operations Management. Yes. You don't know. Nope. <laughs> you should probably know that before you interview. Probably. 
I just remember it was I remember it was Clackamas County nine one one is what yeah. their website says. It's a weird name. They've actually talked about changing it. Yeah. So, but but how'd that go? It was fun, like a lot of fucking fun. Everybody was like really cool. How long were you there? Two two and a half. Cool. So, so you just got to kind of see what's going on and listen to some calls. Listen to some calls. If you guys haven't caught on, it's nine one one operations. By the way. So when he called 911. So you went from playing the game, 911 yep. Operators, I think. Yep, 911 Operators. It's like, not only did I play the game. I'm actually playing in real life. Um, yeah, just because you played Surgeon Simulator, Zach, doesn't mean you can go operate tomorrow. No, that's Saturday again. They do these things on Saturdays. Okay. So if you ever have a doctor's appointment on Saturday, and you just, see me walk in the room, just, just walk out. Yeah, just say that you have to go to the hey, bathroom and hey, keep, keep going. Hey, I've never set off the buzzer on operation. So okay. we're good. All right. We're good. I got your liver. Don't worry about it. So, um, no, it was a lot of fun, man. And everybody there was really cool. And it was kind of fun because you could kind of tell that everybody had a little bit twisted sense of humor. I think you kind of have to survive in that job. Yeah. So it was kind it's of called cool. gallows humor. Yeah. It was like, I just like kind of fit in and it was fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Those might be your people. I think that I made a good impression. I tried to not go too overboard with the serial killer stuff. Yeah, you so. got to kind of ease into your serial killer jokes. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I also, or like, we're super fucking far behind at work. Like, so fucking far. Be- like, we just, just keep getting order after order. These are good problems, though. They're good problems, but, like, fuck my life. So, I had to call in a retired employee this week. And she actually listens to our podcast, so she can Hi, go... Hi, retired employee. Thank yeah, you. You can go fuck yourself, Shirley. And wow, I was trying to thank her. Yeah, wow. I know. She can go fuck herself. You're a dick. I know. She tell, She has a... Okay, she is actually pretty cool. She's, like, in her 60s, and she's really fucking cool, because I can flip her off and tell her to go fuck herself, and Apparently. she's, like, fine with it. And she has a iPod case mm-hmm. that has a middle finger that says, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was pretty cool. So, it was good. I'm glad that she's... Back for the next week, week and a half, um, to help out. I enjoyed working with her, so it was pretty cool. Um, so she's there to help us try to catch up in one of our areas. And, uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm playing Yard Sale Prep 2K17. Um, so, so I bought a different 2K17 game called Yard Sale Prep instead of Home Remodel. Got to manage a yard sale. Yeah. So now that we're moving, we Keep decided your prices we need low, to get, low, yeah, low. Exactly. Signs. Signs are key. Signs. Oh, yeah, you got to put, put signs out in the business. Well, roads. we did invite you and Cheryl, to, or you and your wife, to come over. I'm not going to buy anything. No, no, to come and sell shit. I'll sell shit, sure. Yeah, we're going to have a barbecue for everybody selling shit. That's cool. No, but you're a little bit back from the main road, so you got to have good signage. Yeah, you're gonna, you might have to help I'm a little worried about the construction. Like, hopefully that won't be happening the weekend you're doing it. Uh, they don't have been doing it on the weekends, so I think we're okay. Yeah, Friday might be kind of bad. But I think if we It's get... been like an obstacle course getting to your place sometimes. Yeah. So I'm thinking balloons and signs. Yep. But I'm not sure where. But we'll, we'll see. On the main yeah, 78. Yeah, I get that. But maybe, maybe even on 503. Mm, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that's what I've been playing this week. What about you? Um. By the way, I did say playing, and I meant that because I was playing 911 Operator and Jared's Hell Prep. So, I cracked open uh, my other disc. Last week I talked about um, the Until Dawn. Blood yeah, Rush. Blood Rush, yeah, that's a weird title. Um, I opened the other one, which was VR Worlds. It's mm. uh, 
the disc that came with the deluxe edition of the it PlayStation was the one with, VR. Like, all the Carney games, right? Kind of. Um, I'll talk about the ones I played. There's only one I haven't played, which is the best one. I'm kind of saving that. The gun one? Mm-hmm. The driving one? The London Heist? Yeah. I haven't played that. Okay. Just because I, I feel like it's probably a short enough experience. I want to have, like, two hours and just play through the whole thing. Um, so I played everything except for that one. Okay. And um, that includes Ocean Descent, which you can turn your head, but that's about it. And you're, like, stuck in this cage going down. Like a shark cage? Well, you're supposed to be part of the scavenging team, and you're going down, and you investigate this broken-up sub, and it's pretty cool. Um, you look around, and then a shark does attack you. Yeah. It's neat. It's yeah. a neat experience. Um, that would be number three out of four for me, of the four that I played. Uh, Danger Ball would be number one or two. It's basically Pong, but in 3D, and you move your head to bounce the ball. That's cool. So you've got a computer opponent across like a hallway from you. And a corridor in between, so you can bounce off the walls of the corridor. That's cool. It is cool. It's fun. And I got through four out of six stages, so I haven't beat the game or whatever. Um, because each computer opponent has different, like... Abilities or something? Yes. Like, one can clone balls, and that sucks. That's stupid. Because you have to hit both, and he doesn't. Oh, that's fucking stupid. It's hard. Um, and then there's one that has... What's your ability? Nothing. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Well, that's a difficulty curve. It's all good. Um, but the graphics on that one are good. The physics are nice. Like it, it, it seems like when you're moving, it gets you into it. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, VR luge would probably be my least favorite. Is that the like downhill luge? Yeah, it's the perspective from you and a helmet on the road, and on the road. Yeah, luge. That's where you're on, like basically like a skateboard rolling down the road, like. Oh, feet. I was thinking like luge, like the Olympics. Isn't that what that is? Where it's like you yeah, but that's the in a, that's in a tube. This is street luging. Oh, so, okay, Street Luge. I mean, the graphics are fine, and there's like all sorts of cars and things coming out at you, but um, key car need cars? Not cars. Uh, some trucks, and there'll be like things spilling their loads. You have to dodge and stuff. The thing is, if you don't dodge, there's not really a huge like a like a big like, twirl. Effect it slow. It slows down your speed, oh, and the screen sucks. goes red for a second. I don't know. It just wasn't really compelling for whatever reason. And I just started up the other one, uh, Scavenger's Odyssey, which is kind of a sci-fi game. And that's pretty cool. You're some kind of alien. Huh. And you're getting thawed from hypersleep, and you get put into this little alien space crawler thing, like a multi-legged spacecraft. And then your ship gets attacked, and you get blown out through an airlock, and you go land on a planet, and you're going through this canyon. Um, and you have... Is it open world? No, it's very, very channeled. Okay. But you do have control of... Like a grapple and also like a like a gun, like a laser gun, as well as controlling controlling your movement within kind of these tunnels. Boundary. There's definitely boundaries, um, but there's you know a mild story going on. Like this sentient intelligence kind of takes over your mind for a little bit and shows you this vision. Huh. There's something going on. Um, it looks pretty cool. It's Sweet. I'm having fun with it so far. Um, I'm trying to decide. I think it's the end of this month or next month if I want to get Farpoint for VR. Hmm. It's supposed to be about a four to six hour experience. That's the one with the weird plastic gun. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. And I had to sneeze, sorry. Um, so I'm kind of playing these VR games to see if I want to, because it's a $70 game, because you have to buy the plastic yeah. gun. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I had fun with the VR, though. I hadn't That's played, cool. I hadn't played VR in a while, so it was good to crack that open again. Sweet. My Switch has kind of had all my attention recently, so. Oh, shit. 
I have this expensive PlayStation VR. I should show it some love, right? Maybe a little bit. I should really get back to Resident Evil 7. No, you shouldn't. That game scares me. That game is really you, scary. I thought you beat it. No, I got no. fairly far in it, but... Um, there's actually, I heard about a Kickstarter game that's in some ways worse. I, I was watching a video of it today. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but basically you're in hell. Like, oh, God. Like, literally in hell, and it's got a VR mode. And, like, like doorways are made out of teeth, and, like, there's people doing horrendous things to other people, and there's, like, bodies everywhere. Yeah. Like, it looks intense. I don't know huh. what uh, so, I've also been playing a couple games from uh, Tiny Build. I found a code in my mailbox somehow that I missed called uh, Road to Valhalla. Hmm. And I know I was making fun of games we rolled balls around last week, but this one's pretty chill. It's got some nice, relaxing music, and you're in a, in a maze. And you control ball, and you go through like different obstacles, and there's lasers and stuff. And the game's really sarcastic. Like, text will appear when you die. Like,. Oh, you should have seen that one coming. <laughs> so there's lots of little jokes coming your way. Um, it's pretty nice, pretty chill little game. Um, I imagine it's not more than five or six bucks on Steam. Sweet. I don't know what the price is. And the other thing I've been playing is The Final Station, The Only Trader. And I talked about wanting to play that last week, and I did. And about an hour into it, roughly, I streamed some of it on our Facebook channel. You can Sweet. check it out. This time there's no train. You have a car to go between cities. Nice. So that's a little bit different. Other than that, the mechanics are very similar. So was it interesting or? So far, yeah. Um, trying to figure out what this character, what his deal is. Okay. It's letting little clues slip slowly. I'm sure that'll all reveal toward the end. Oh, but, I'm sure. But yeah, um, it's good to get back into the game. I enjoyed the the main game. So. Sweet. Now, you checked out Party Hard 2 as well, right? I did. I forgot to put that. Um, so, you can actually get into the alpha now, too, yourself. I want to say it's partyhard.game. It might be. Um, let me look it up real quick. But uh, the alpha's out there now, and um, it's just one or maybe two stages. I've, I haven't beat the first stage yet, so I can't tell you for sure. But it is definitely more Party Hard. It's the same kind of top-down graphics. Yeah. And it's just a little bit nicer looking. And yes, it's uh, partyhard.game. And they ask you to put an email address in, and then they will email you a link to download the game. Sweet. So check out the album. Does he have pretty good music, too? Yeah. Uh, just one track that I think, but it was okay. similar. Sweet. And yeah, step, step, step. Sweet. Um, well, I've been playing more Zelda. Shocking. I know. I actually went sightseeing. What does that mean? I just, like, walked around and, like, found shit. And I found, like, these huge fucking temples. Or, okay. or not temples. Uh, statues. Huh. Like, huge fucking of, statues of out what? in the middle of the desert of people. Cool. Um, and they're holding swords. How many memories do you have left to get? Five. How many do you have left? Like, all of them. I mean, like, I have two memories. Well, you run into some of them through the main quest line. Good. Um, and, anyway, so I found these statues, and then there was, like, weird, like, little, like, divots in the ground in front of them, and... You drop apples in them or something for Korok seeds? Something along that line. Okay. Um, but it's not Korok seeds what you get. Oh. So, um... You get something cool? Kind of. Something different that you haven't gotten before? No. Okay. But it's something cool. 
All right. Um, and that's on the Garadu Valley desert area. Then I went and uh, followed a river up to Zoro's Domain, and you get a memory doing that. Um, and right out of the beginning, you get a memory anyways. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I just got onto the beast. So I haven't beat the be- that beast yet, but I just got From onto From what the you've beast. said, I think it'll be easier than the last one you did. I'm hoping so. That fucking last one, dude, sucked. I mean, there's... There's Everything some... so far in the Zoro's Domain seems a lot easier. Like, it's like you were supposed to go there first. I think so. I think it'll be... I think be... the Garadu Valley one I did was supposed to be the last one. <laughs> Figures. Yeah. So... I'm tackling the uh, Death Mountain one next. I haven't even walked anywhere near that yet. I mean, I've been up there to get the tower, but that's about it. Cool. There's, like, lava and stuff. <laughs> I got this flame-resistant armor. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. Link looks like this little... He looks really weird. It's very chunky armor. Huh. Should we call you? No. Someone oh. keeps uh, activating my front door. That's weird. I'm going to check who's there. Yeah. So that's all you've been playing, Zelda? That's all I've been playing this week. Um, so you want to head on over to Tech Talk? I'm everywhere. Yeah, so this is a little bit vague, and I apologize, but I kind of went down a rabbit hole. We were talking about uh, Zelda just now, and uh, mm-hmm. one of the things with Zelda is every day you can, you know, sync, you can, uh, not sync, scan your amiibos yes. and, and get items, and I have, I think, nine amiibos, something like that. Um, I can't remember the number exactly, yeah. but, like, when I was on vacation, it was kind of a pain to haul this bag of amiibos with me. No shit. So I was wondering if there was a way to scan them with my phone, which is an NFC reader, uh-huh. and then scan them back to uh-huh. my Switch. Mm-hmm. And from what I can tell, it's not quite that simple, but using my phone as an NFC reader in an app called Tegmo, you can um, grab tags and put them onto NFC um, chips. chips, which you can buy on eBay. Um or Amazon. Or Amazon for relatively cheap. And then you could have like a little key ring of them, which would be much preferable to have a little key ring of my Amiibos, um, just like in my Switch are case. Not your Amiibos. Yeah, I mean, there's that wolf Amiibo that I'd like to have to have a companion. That would be pretty cool. Or the Ocarina of Time Link one. Mm hmm. And you can find those codes online. Mm-hmm. You can also buy. To say the people have done the work and you can buy them for about five dollars a chip, any of them. Fuck that. But that's I, too much. So the NFC tag you need. There's there's multiple types of tags. There's a very specific one. You need the NFC NTAG two one five. Like I said, you need the Tagmo app on your phone, which you have to sideload. It's not a app that you could find on Google Play. And I'm going to kind of leave it at there. If you want to learn more about the whole process, uh, go to NewAgeSoldier.com. He's got a pretty good FAQ up on how to how to do it all. Sweet. So I haven't done it yet. I don't have the tags, and there's some bin files and some file management that is a little confusing, but that's something I've been looking into. So instead of hauling, you know, nine of these around, just have a little key ring. That'd be cool. Just. Yeah, I was. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yep. That's my tech talk for the week. Sweet. We'll we'll be right back, guys, after this commercial break. 
There's a whole bunch of podcasts out there. You're not getting to listen to all of them. Join me, your Uncle Blake, and let me be your podcast Sherpa with the Earwash Show. I'll present a different podcast on each episode for your consideration. If you decide you like it, hey, give it a download. If not, well, I'll try again on the next episode. Besides my favorites and Apple's top picks, I want to hear what your favorites are so we can share them with the rest of the world. So send your favorites to earwashshow at gmail.com. Again, that's earwashshow at gmail.com. And let's get the good word out. Hey guys, and we are back. Tasty treats in hand. This week, Tim brought us something awesome. This is from my vacation a few weeks back that I believe I talked about up to Astoria. Yeah. Went to Fort George Brewing and got their Cavatica Stout. Um, they put this into cans, and um, it really doesn't say much about it. It's 8.8 alcohol volume. It's obviously a, a dark beer. Go ahead and pour that. It should be 16 ounces each, which pretty much fill our glasses. Maybe a little more, depending on the foam. It's a nice dark cola color. Not quite black, kind of a It's like brown. a cherry cola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to need to do a little second pour, it looks like. 16-ounce glasses are rarely actually 16-ounce glasses. Oh, look at you, you little show-off. Okay, apparently Zach's glass is actually 16 inches. If he moves it at all, though, he's going to spill it. Hey, wait a minute. Cheers, motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> now, you, now you can drink it. Mm. It's got a little bite to it. Um... But after that, it's pretty smooth. I didn't spill any. It's not as smooth as the porter we had last week. No, but that's actually really good beer. It has a really good flavor to it. It's got some coffee tones. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, sharp bite in the beginning, and then yeah. a kind of mellow finish. Yeah, it's really good. I actually really like that. It's delicious. Um, probably because I haven't had a beer in a week. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but you were chilling Pendleton one night. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been drinking plenty of Pendleton. I had to go buy another bottle. <laughs> Um, I'll be trying out different bourbons. Pendleton's a good uh, economical choice compared to some of the other ones. I didn't realize it was a Canadian whiskey. Yeah. It's actually Canadian. It's actually bottled only in Pendleton, Oregon. That's fucked up. It is fucked up. It's actually, I believe it's, uh, in Canada, it is called... Uh, why wouldn't they call it Pendleton? Pendleton has a famous rodeo. It does, and that's the reason why. So they should call it Pendleton even in Canada. Um, well, in Canada they call it, oh, fuck. How do you say Pendleton in French? No, 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 it's Pendleton. No, it's like, it's like a, it's like a normal Canadian, I'll have to ask my uncle, because my uncle actually went up there and he asked for Pendleton. One of these days we should do a recording from, there's a really cool something library in Portland, it's a whiskey bar. Oh, that's cool, well, check it out. Google that really quick, actually, Uh, Portland Whiskey Bar Library. Um, and then there's also an, a cool little small place, the Thirsty Sasquatch. has a decent bourbon selection. It is called Multnomah Whiskey Library. Look at that picture. Or get some pictures going. Oh, shit. Doesn't that look cool? They actually have, like, the library ladders. And, like, oh, they that's have super cool. Floor-to-ceiling bottles of... Of just different types of whiskeys. Whiskeys. From across the world? Mm-hmm. Nice. And, of course, the stuff on the top shelf is, like, it's expensive. Like, 18 years and... We should try it. But that would be fun. That would be fun. We should go do it. 
So anyway, that's our uh, taste treat for the week. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is really good. You ready to kick it? Let's kick it. Tim, kick us off. All right. When you grew up, did you, uh, you watch Muppets? I watched the Muppets. I watched Sesame Street. Dark, Dark Crystal. No, okay. never heard of that. So Jim Henson was, I think, a pioneer in puppetry as far as bringing it to the masses. Like, there's been puppets before him, but they were. Like Punch and Judy, like little clowns. I think I've heard of that one before. Yeah, Punch and Judy is like the old like jousting ones, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just like kind of like clown shows. Like, yeah, like they're not like anything in depth. Well, and not brought to a mass media market. Yeah, they were more like like a kid's birthday party type of thing. Yeah, um, he was a true pioneer. Except for Punch and Judy is like Punch and Judy's violence. It is, and it's British. Yeah, so it's automatically crap. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he died fairly recently. Yeah. And to honor his memory, the uh, Museum of Moving Image is going to um, host a permanent exhibit um, honoring Jim Henson's work. And I'm just going to let the uh, presenters talk more about it here. Sweet. Hey, I'm Neil. Thanks to a generous gift of hundreds of original puppets and artifacts from the Henson family, Museum of Moving Image will soon be home to a brand new permanent exhibition dedicated to the work of Jim Henson called What Else? The Jim Henson Exhibition. One of the things I love about Jim Henson's work is the worlds that he creates. The Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. I am such a huge fan of Sesame Street. Favorite Sesame Street character was Elmo. I love Oscar the Grouch. I think he's my, my soulmate. <laughs> Count? Really underrated. I can't believe that Big Bird is coming here. We at the Museum of the Moving Image are extremely proud to be presenting this permanent exhibition where you will be inspired by the creative process behind Jim Henson's extraordinary work. We're counting on your support to make the Jim Henson exhibition a reality and ensure his legacy for generations to come. You'll be joining an enthusiastic community of fans who attend ongoing special events here at the museum to celebrate Jim Henson's work. It'll be great to see these puppets up close and in person. See the stuff that meant so much to you as a kid. Not only did he educate people and he entertained people, but he inspired creativity. I think he's just a real innovator, and I would love to make stuff like that. The exhibition will include more than 40 puppets, along with design sketches, scripts, rare behind-the-scenes footage and photographs, and interactive experiences that will let you explore how to perform a puppet on screen and design your own puppet character. We're putting the finishing touches on the gallery, and we can't wait to share it with the public. Right now, we're busy getting the most important part of the exhibition ready, the puppets. I'm Bonnie Erickson. And I had the privilege and the fun of working with Jim Henson. I designed Miss Piggy, Zoot, Statler, and Waldorf. And now I'm working with the museum to prepare these beloved puppets for this new exhibit. There's something so magical about seeing these characters close up. And I'm so grateful to the museum for mounting an exhibition that will safeguard Jim's legacy for years to come. Making sure that these artifacts continue to last and live on for future generations. That's really important. Jim Henson's work has meant so much to so many people, myself included. His humor and inventiveness have inspired people to find their own creative voices. So please join the effort to get this exciting permanent exhibition open. Hopefully, I'll see you there.
So as you guys heard, they're only asking for forty grand for this exhibit, um, which I think is really modest for a permanent exhibit. That's well, it's also New York, and it's a permanent exhibit. How big's their museum? I'll bet you this thing's huge. Right. So. Um, so it's already funded. Um, and if they have all of his stuff in there, it's going to bring them a lot well, of money. It's not going to have all of his stuff, but it's going to have good representation, hopefully. Yeah. Um, it's got 15 days to go as we're recording, so when you hear this, it'll still have a, at least a week. Yeah. Um, like I said, they're asking for 40 grand. They're already at over 100,000 with 1,600 backers. You could back it um, with no reward for 10 bucks, um, or sorry, $5. It could be an acknowledgement. Um, $10 gets you some chocolate and a name on the museum's website. $25 gets you admission to exhibit and a screening when it opens up to the public, which is a $30 value, so you save 5 bucks. Um, 50 bucks gets you exhibit and screening admission for two. And I'm going to scroll down to the larger levels. And... I'll do this one. Uh, the $600 level gets you a Henson mega, mega Fan Collector's Items, which includes a Jim Henson Special Edition action figure, a t-shirt the size of your choice, two times one limited edition mass chocolate bar, invitation to the opening reception, one ticket to a Jim Henson film screening, one ticket to the exhibition, exclusive behind-the-scenes updates, and your name, name on the museum website. And the highest level... Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling... $10,000. Sponsor a puppet. After years of entertaining audiences, many of our puppets are in need of a little tender loving care. Help the museum preserve a puppet for generations to come by being the sole sponsor of a puppet's conservation. A collaborative process between the museum staff and Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Simply choose a puppet from the museum's collection to adopt and receive credit in the exhibition. And then a lot of the previous rewards. So that'd be cool. Like I would pick Gonzo or the um, the Swedish Chef. That'd be cool. That'd, be, that'd awesome. be really fucking cool. Like everyone that goes to New York would see the Swedish Chef and see your name like attached. That'd that, be really fucking. If cool. I had ten grand to just throw around, that that'd be a pretty fun thing to do as far as a legacy. That'd be super cool. So yeah, check that out on Kickstarter. It's the uh, Jim Henson exhibition at the Museum of the Moving Image. Sweet. So what do you got for us? Um. Well, I. Uh, picked out or actually this week is kind of funny i picked out your kickstarter and you picked out mine i know that's, so that's kind of weird um you picked out zelda cinematica a symphonic tribute album so if you guys head over to youtube.com forward slash plug and play gamer check out episode 140 you guys will see at the top right of this video or somewhere in this video is actually the kickstarter trailer um playing underneath is the audio for it so these guys have done two others before this. Metroid and... Chrono Trigger. Yep, Chrono Trigger. Um, and you guys can actually view them. What they do is they take the soundtracks and music from the video game and make a... Cinematic soundtrack, like an epic... Exactly. Kind of the movie, like like soaring, like really epic sounding. Exactly. Like full orchestra. And... Yep. And uh, these guys are planning on bringing their skills from the Metroid and Chrono Trigger, like you said, and the Dark Horizon. Um, they've already got some of the music already done, so you guys can check it out on SoundCloud. Um, so, yeah, as you guys can hear, it sounds really awesome. I'm going to go over some of the backing levels. For $1, you can get the Korok seed level, which is a big thanks, uh, and you will receive a downloadable track from the album at the conclusion of the Kickstarter. And one track for one bucks, yeah, not bad. Yeah, a complete downloadable track. 
ten dollars, you get the full digital album um, immediately upon its release this summer. So it's coming out soon. And go, go back one more. I'm kind of tempted by this one, honestly. The thirty dollars or the twenty. The twenty. The full trio of digital downloads for all. Of, it's like, like the, you get all three. You get the Zelda. You get early access to Zelda, um, Metroid, and Chrono Trigger. I'm kind of intrigued by that because I like those other two games too. Okay. And that's not a bad price. No, that's three albums. Yeah. Um, $30, you get the Moblin, which is you get a CD, um, special edition, album, and you also get the digital download. Um, and they kept their prices actually pretty reasonable. The top tier, tier was 150 no, 250 The Sheikah, um, you get an early sample track download from Zelda Cinematica, digital download of Zelda, Metroid, and Chrono Trigger. Exono Cross album digital download, high quality artwork poster, Zelda Cinematica special edition CD album, free VIP downloads of every future Cinematica album. That's pretty cool. Um, personally signed custom postcard just for you, your name listed on the official Zelda Cinematica poster. And choose a Zelda song for the follow-up med- medley. Oh, you actually get to pick a song. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So. Hmm. There's eight left. Yep. There's eight of those left. Um, if you didn't feel like jumping out of that and it's already too late, you could have got the Rito or the Rudo. Um, basically, it's everything that's included. Um, and the last one I just read, except for um, you get the instead of choosing a song for the medley, you get to choose a song that's guaranteed to be represented. So, if there's a special Zelda song that you think's not going to be represented, you could have bought this and uh, picked that song. But ten people have already backed it, and that's all they allowed. So that's done and said. It looks exciting. It sounds beautiful, and I'm excited, possibly to back this. Right. So. Um, you ready to move over to game industry news and events? And I'm not really sure because we don't actually have the music playing in our ears, but this music might just keep playing. So. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. So, um, news. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, hacking. We, we don't encourage hacking. We kind of skirted around it in the previous segment. Um, but hack at your own dismay. Hack at your own risk. There is a teen who hacked on Xbox and is reaping the whirlwind now. Yeah, so a UK teenager is going to jail for two years for creating a program that resulted in 1.7 million attacks on Xbox Live, Minecraft, and TeamSpeak, according to The Guardian. Um, Adam Mudd created the Titanium Stressor program used in the reported attacks when he was 16. Um... He sold the program to unnamed cyber criminals, allegedly earning himself more than three hundred eighty-six thousand pounds. Wow! I'm gonna ask my uh, son if he's even heard of this hack. Um, he is now twenty. He pled guilty to the charges, which included one count of committing unauthorized acts with intent to impair the operation of computers, one count of making, supplying, or offering to supply an article of use and offensive contrary to the Computer Misuse Act and one count of concealing criminal property. Michael Topolowski, which is the judge, said the sentence needed to have a real element of deterrence, saying he would not lessen the term 
as Mudd's counsel Ben Cooper had asked for, according to the report. Cooper said Mudd was sucked into the cyber world of online gaming and was lost in an alternate universe um, after withdrawing from school because of bullying. He says, I entirely am satisfied entirely satisfied that you will full well and understood completely that you this was not a game for fun um, hmm. it was a serious money making business and your software was doing exactly what you created it to do alright crime doesn't pay kids well I mean it pays but if you get it caught does, you're fucked it does pay almost 400 pounds apparently yeah. 400,000 pounds sorry yeah 400,000 pounds don't forget that so switches have been hard to come by um, yep. they kind of come out sporadically but Nintendo's going to make a big push on this Friday, which will be probably yesterday by the time you hear this, or two days ago, um, along with the launch of Mario Kart 8, they're going to push out several units to big retailers like Best Buy and Toys R Us. Toys R Us, of course, is recommending you still get in line early Friday morning because they like, they like having your attention. But there will be some extra switches out to coincide with the Mario Kart 8 launch this Friday. Nice. So, hopefully a lot of us can get our game on. And so, Jess, if your Nintendo Switch breaks before Friday, head over well, to Best Buy. I'm thinking more of those people that we were talking about last week that already have a copy of Zelda but no Switch. Well, that's probably very true, too. Oh, that would be a dilemma. Like, if you got a Switch, like, what would you play first? Mario Kart 8 or Zelda? I know what you... Zelda! I know what you... Fuck you! I know Anybody what... else who chooses Mario Kart... I'm not even going to buy Mario Kart, I don't think. After hearing about everything, I'm not going to fucking buy it. It's the same as that fucking game. Do you have the Mario Kart on the Wii U? I do. Did you not like it? It was okay. Imagine being able to play that anywhere and like playing in a pack against other people. It's okay. The, the fucking problem is it's 60 bucks. Okay. It's the same as that fucking game, except for they've added characters. They haven't even added maps. Characters including Link. Link's and, are, I already got Link. And the Hyrule map? Yeah. Hmm, I don't have that. I got it for like three bucks. I'm just thinking PAX lines playing that would be pretty fucking eh, sick. Fuck. For like, yeah, you're. We don't have PAX lines, Tim. Yeah, we do sometimes. When? There's some things. Like we, what? I Name don't... one thing from last year that we had a line for. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> There's still time we could have played it. Uh, Alright, what's the next story, asshole? Alright, Valve has just released a new update to Dota 2, which says it's focusing on improving matchmaking experience. The major change is a requirement to ask players to register a phone number to play in ranked online multiplayer matches. Players using multiple accounts create a negative matchmaking experience at all skill brackets. So our goal to add is to add just enough friction to this process that the number of players doing this will noticeably re be reduced. Um, having many more players using the primary account will have a positive effect on both ranked and unranked matching, a unnamed Valve uh, exec said. From April 20th, players have two weeks to register the mobile phone number. Fall however, 20. Yep, fall 20. So, my question, is it a, will they check somehow to make sure it's a true mobile number? Or will people just be able to create a Google Voice number and spam it with that? That's my mm. question. Because if you, I can, would I if would you think... can, if you could just enter a Google Voice number or whatever the hell it's called, yeah, the one that you could just generate on Google. I would think that there's a way around it because I did have a Google Voice number at one point in time um, that I was going to use as my business number mm -hmm. uh, to link into my phone. And I was just going to give that out, uh, but a lot of different applications would not accept it. Right. So hopefully they're smart enough to figure out that loophole. Exactly. 
All right, you ready to move over to game releases? Yeah, well, I think we have one more, don't we? Yep, yeah. that's it. All right, yeah, move over to game releases. All right, we got some releases. Uh, Monday, April 24th, we got Static for PSVR. That's not how you spell Static. It's with Static with a K. Somebody's with drunk. So I looked this up because I was kind of curious. Um, it's a puzzle game. That sounds stupid. No, Is that like your Marvel hold on. game? You're like being observed by scientists. You have your hands stuck in like a box, and you use the DualShock controller to you push all the buttons to make you have to turn the box around. There's like different switches and dials and latches. Oh, that's weird. You try to you know solve the puzzle yeah. that you're trapped in. Because um, like like say pushing the X button will unclasp one thing, hmm. or the right trigger button will make um, a dial turn or something. So it looks kind of cool in a, huh. weird, in a weird way. It's kind of a different puzzle. Batman Arkham VR comes out for Oculus Rift and HTC Vive. It was previously only on PSVR. That's a short ass game. It's good, but a short. Dragon he- Dragon Quest Heroes Two comes out for PC and PS4. Outlast Two. Um, that's the one that came with a diaper, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it came with a diaper. PC, a Kickstarter for a diaper. Yep. PC, PS4, Xbox One, Outlast Trinity. I wonder if that's related. PC, PS4, Xbox One, Puyo Puyo Tetris for PS4 coming to Switch. That's already been out on like PC or Xbox or something. Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah. No, there's been a Puyo. Anyway. That's a Sega game. It's a crossover. Puyo Puyo is a, a matching game, kind of like Columns. And there's like different modes where you switch between Tetris and Puyo Puyo. Hmm. It looks cool. Um, I think I could maybe actually get my wife to play that with me, which is cool. pretty rare. Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment, PS4. Here's one you'll be interested in. Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, PS, PC. I played that at PAX. PS4. That was a lot of fun. Now, are you sure? Because there's all these sniper games you get confused. Sniper Elite 3... This is Sni- Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 is the one that I played. SGW3. Alright. Um, so that's coming out in the major platforms, not Switch. Siberia 3, PC, PS4, Xbox One. There's probably sniping in that game too. Uh, this one I'm interested in. It's kind of a walking around game like Gone Home. Um, Fuck that. What Remains of Edith Finch, <sighs> PC, PS4, Xbox One. Here's one that will make wake Zach up again. The Walking Dead, A New Frontier, Episode 4. I still got four episodes to catch up on, apparently. Three, because this one is, well, now four. Thicker Than Water's name is episode, and that's PC, PS4, Xbox One. Cross Out. You com- think that means that's a reference to blood? Blood is thicker than water? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's, just checking. That's the saying. I'm not really fucking sure because I haven't played this season yet. Well, that's the that's the saying. Like, I just, like, I don't like to play those games as episodic, like... Really? For the Walking Dead, I just want to fucking like boom, 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 just boom. Power through it. Yeah. Not me, man. Like if it's like gut mature matter like that, I need a break. Yeah, fuck that. You need to just get off your little high horse and play the goddamn Game of Thrones. Eat me. Cross out PS4. That's part of the Game of Thrones. Death. You eat out your sister. No, that's. Oh God. <laughs> Death State PS4. The Deer God PS4 and Vita with crossbow. Tim just said that Deer God. That's deer, like. like oh, like c- what I shoot. Exactly. And they cut their head off, and you come over, and I'm, like, dissecting an animal. So that game off. looks really weird. It's, like, an indie 8, 8-bit um, platforming. But I'm going to show you a video of that. It looks weird. Eventide Slavic Fable, PS4. No idea what that is. The Legend of Dark Witch for Vita. Symph- the Legend of the Dark Bitch. Witch. Oh, bitch. Witch. <laughs> Witch. <laughs> Symphony of the Machine for PSVR. Sounds like another puzzle game. It does. 
Valhalla Hills, the definitive edition, PS4, and Wilson's Heart for Oculus Rift. God, I remember mentioning that game so long ago. That's the kind of like Clue-esque game. Yeah, like depressing game, I believe. Blaz Blue Central Fiction comes out for PC Wednesday, April 26th. I seem to remember there's going to be coverage for that on buttonsmasters.com. I could be wrong. Um, Dawn of War 3 comes out for PC on Thursday, April 27th, along with ACA, Neo Geo, Galaxy Fight, Universal Warriors. What the fuck Warriors. is that? That's like one of those goddamn like Final Fantasy titles, like Redux let me, 2 let me read it again. Point 3. ACA, Neo Geo, Galaxy Fight, Universal Warriors, PS4. All right, the Prey demo. Let me, I'm going to go on a limb. The ACA game is a fucking Japanese game. Mm, I bet you it's a like a shmup. What the I, fuck is a shmup? A shoot 'em up, like where you're like a little spaceship and I'll t- look it up. Like a bullet I'll hell. I'll look it up. Do you know what a bullet hell is? Yeah, I know what bullet hell is. I'll bet you that's what it is. Um, the Prey demo comes out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I'm gonna check that out on uh, Thursday. And then Kamiko, which I have no idea what that is, comes out for Switch. And hold on to your asses, folks. We've got a Wii U title up um, next. Which, oh crap, I just lost my place. Well, you're looking up that game anyway, so I'll let you look that up. A Wii U title? No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Use your words. Use your words, Zach. Oh, I thought you were down the bottom. It's a Sorry. perfect game for you. No, thanks. All right. ACA Neo Geo Galaxy Fight Universal Warriors, by the way, is seven ninety nine. Uh, it it's a is fighting. Not, it it's is a, a fighting it's Japanese a, game. It's a Street Fighter esque kind of game. It's kind of cool looking. It looks a lot like Street Fighter, but <laughs> lower res. It looks res. a shitload like Street Fighter, but lower res. But it, it looks like a Super Nintendo. The character designs are cool. It's cool. I mean, I've pro- I is it coming to the Switch? I don't know. Nope, PS4. But they've been releasing a lot of stuff um, from Neo Geo on Switch. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Um, the next one I want to check out. Um, we've seen a quick look on Little, Little Nightmares. We've seen a quick look um, on the Bug Smashers before. And that looks good. Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe also launches Friday for the Switch. <sighs> Constructor for PC, PS4, Xbox One. Period. Semicolon. Cube. Actually, that's colon, isn't it? Period, colon, cube, Shackles of Amadeus. That's a Japanese-ass game. Yep. That's coming out for Vita. Now, Google that one. Okay. And then River City Melee Battle Royale Special comes out for PS4. But uh, Zach's going to let us know more about period, colon, cube, Shackles of Amadeus. Oh, i got to put my birth month on one thing, guys. Well, I mean, it's got a colon and a period, so. Yeah. I think I'm good. Oh, I'm not old enough. I'm just kidding. Oh, this is a total fucking Q title. Click on gameplay because this thing's like where that one. These these vague images aren't telling me. Oh, it's uh. It's a Q game. It's a JRPG. It's a JRPG where there's like a rabbit chick fucking another like cat chick with a guy with like rabbit ears. There's a lot of dudes. Girl with a bat. It's a furry game. It's a furry game. Q's all up in it. There's oh look, he had a hard on right here and it turned into a wolf. So then he, like, banged the rabbit chick. <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Online RPG where all players are split between angels and demons. Arcadia is also the name of the world where the adventure takes place. So, day one purchase. For Q. All right. 
Well, those are the games coming out. There's quite a few games, actually. That's a lot of games. Um, Little Nightmares I'm interested in. Um, I might not pick it up right away, but I'm definitely going to get Mario Kart 8. I just am. Um, so, yeah. Probably nothing for I'll you. get Mario Kart 8 eventually. Yeah. Once it hits, like, 30 bucks. Like, in two years from now. <laughs> All right. I'm Maybe gonna, sooner than I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to try to convince you to get it before PAX. All right, I think that's it for this week. All right, cool, guys. Well, check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show, Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. Um, check us out always at thebuttonsmashers.com, plug and play gamer.com. And until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. Bye.